You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is, 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 is Kickoff in the Valley. Now, here's your host, Tyler Vazquez and Gunnar Jackson. Welcome to Kickoff in the Valley, covering your Arizona Cardinals. My name is Gunnar. That is Tyler. What's up, dude? What's up, brother? Tyler Bird Gang Travel Club. Uh, we're we're officially in week two. Like we're yeah. we've made it. We survived wrapped, week one. We're in week two. Wrapped up week number one with the uh Seahawks and the Broncos, which I don't think anybody expected uh, that result yesterday. You, you know what's funny is when I was sitting in my seats at the game on Sunday, uh, with how everything was going, I had mentioned to my brother and my and, and I don't want to act like I'm the wizard here, but uh, I was sitting next to my my brother and then the the usual guys that come behind us that have season tickets. Mm-hmm. And I had said to them, I go, watch just how this will play out. The Seahawks will win tomorrow, which nobody have, will have called, mm-hmm. and they will be number one in the division. And and then, of course, as it was playing out, I was like, see, this is just how it goes. You said watch, but, but I mean, what was your gut reaction? I mean, what was your thought? If you you obviously don't you're not like a huge better right you didn't have any money on the game. oh yeah no my, my thought definitely wasn't that geno smith was going to start what 14 of 15 completions yeah. i mean yeah just just was not not what you expected at all and no. so and i had, had money the russ had uh on the uh on Russ's over under on rushing yards was 14 yards and i was like russ is gonna come out there and run all over him i feel like he's back in seattle you know, yep. he's going to get some rushing yards and he got, he only had like two rushing yards or something like that. Yeah. No, so it was Gino definitely, just outplayed him. It was definitely different. Gino, you know, he had a game like this last year though, too, when he first came in for, for Russ, when Russ went yeah, out, but, but he couldn't finish the game. He yeah. Always, he always, uh, he always, uh, lost it at the very end. Well, and quarter, so it, it, it will be interesting, uh, to see if the, if him and the Seahawks can keep this up, obviously. Right. Can they keep this yeah. rolling? I don't think anyone believes they can. No, um, I think that's makers in Vegas. Don't they don't believe it either. It, I think this was just uh, this. <laughs> this was first week hype and first week yeah. excitement. They came out how you wish the Cardinals would come out. And that was something I kept seeing. Yeah. Right. I kept seeing people on Twitter saying, man, Geno Smith marching down the field pretty easy. Why couldn't Kyler do this? Why could it? So you get a lot of that. And, you know, of course, we're all a little bitter. And, and that just is what happens after a bad performance. But. Uh, and now I am out on that suicide pool that you uh, suckered me in. Well, I guess you didn't sucker me you, into. You asked hey, me if I wanted to be a part of it. I'm like, hey. You can buy back in, baby. Uh, yeah, you can buy back bucks. in. What was the buy-in for it? I think it was 20 bucks. Okay. Yeah, I'll buy back in. But, I mean, I, I did. I thought that was – I went with the Broncos, you know, because, I mean, the thing about those suicide pools, you don't want to go for the shoe-ins off the bat, right? You kind of want to go with uh, – You kind of do, though. The first five weeks, I did it in week one. Just because I, I knew you could buy back in, okay. but 
yeah, in those suicide pools, definitely strategy is you do kind of want to burn the guarantees, some of the guarantees, just really? to get you through and see if there's an upset and some some people go out. I mean, we lost, we have 70 some people in the pool and we lost like 35 yeah. off of this week. There's a lot of, of people that went Broncos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was almost a guaranteed win, even though like, you know, it wasn't like a choosing the Chiefs or the Bills or something. You know, they're kind of like middle of the pack, maybe, well, you the, know. The Chiefs and Bills on paper had tougher opponents, right? Everyone yeah. assumed that uh, the Rams and Cardinals would come, come to fruition, but they did yeah. not. So uh, coming out of the press conference today, uh, they had uh, linebacker Nick Vigil on the podium, as well as, uh, you know, Benjamin, a lot of what you expect. We need to watch tape. We're going to spend some time watching tape, fixing errors. One thing that I noticed that Nick Vigil said, I know you have some stats on this, so I'll be very interested on what you uncovered, but he said um, this was their first reps together as a group in that game on Sunday. And that's what there was a lot of breakdowns in communication because of that. So that goes back to a lot of what we said before of, you know, why didn't these guys get run as a unit, at least one drive, right? Uh, why did they not get uh, a run and uh, one drive in the preseason, maybe once a game, whatever, you know, back in the day, the preseason, it was, you get one drive, uh, the, the, the first game, second game, you'd probably get a quarter. The third game, you'd get a half. Yeah. And then the fourth game, everybody would sit now. I mean, this year was almost like everybody sat the entire preseason. So, right. What was the, uh, the strat? Was there a strategy behind that? Cause I, I, I noticed that too. I mean, well, I mean- well, to prevent injuries. So now also right. coming out of the press conference, uh, Andy Reid is blaming the two injuries they suffered, uh, Butker and uh, I missed my other stat, uh, the, the corner that they had that got hurt. Uh, that just went on their IR. They had a cornerback uh, go on IR, um, uh, McDuffie. He went yeah. on IR and he's blaming it on the turf at, at the Cardinal Stadium, which obviously it is grass. It does roll yeah. out. It gets sunlight. I am not a... I, I have to pay a company because I'm not good at the grass and any of that. Right. People are going to, people are going to rip me to shreds for being terrible at that, but um, not my thing for sure. Uh, well, but, but I was just wonder what change. I, I know the strategy, like is that part of the strategy that you don't want, you don't want your star players getting injured in games that don't count. Right. Well, but my, but my, mean, point, what- my point on the grass part is though, think about it. A lot of our soft tissue injuries we've had, and yes, you have the anomalies, the Marcus Golden uh, dropping the weight, the things like that. But yeah. you did have a lot of like soft tissue based type injuries. Uh, you know, your Zach Ertz injury, your your JJ Watt injury, I- injuries like that. That is Andy Reid onto something about our field where it's not a standalone, where the, the grass oh, is there at all times. I know we roll it out and it goes under the sun, but it's well, to me it's a little different. In Don't they practice in Tempe though? Aren't they down uh, at ASU in that? During, no, during training camp, they were at the stadium. Okay. So, yes, right now they practice in Tempe. But, you know, a lot of the injuries, the weeks leading up, and again, this is all speculation on my part and connecting dots between what yeah. Andy Reid said and, and all of that. Maybe, maybe. But interesting, you know. No, no, I'm with you on the speculation on the turf. I mean, it's worth, I mean, if Andy Reid's saying it and then all we have got a bunch of injured players, I mean, I'm with you there. But I'm thinking like, preseason it's always how it's been where they play very few reps of the preseason they, they've never sat out the preseason so was there something that was said going into this preseason that uh that most no, the starters I, decided just to not you know most coaches decided not to have their starters play in the preseason 
I don't know. I still look at again. Mahomes played some games. Brady played a game. Is it the Allen well? Is it the extra? Game. Is it the extra game at the end of the season? Maybe that's why they didn't want to have him play in the preseason. Uh, potentially, I, I don't know. But he it wasn't even just the extra game. How about in Nashville when during the week they were supposed to practice joint practices practices with the Titans and they called it off. They called off yeah. one of the practices. So. Uh, Eleven NFL QBs that started Week One for their team did not play a single snap. In the preseason, 11 NFL starting QBs in week one. Uh, the win-loss record amongst those QBs in week one is three and eight. Interesting. Only three who did not play in the preseason one. Uh, the other eight lost. Uh, amongst those that lost, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Aaron Rodgers, Joe Burrow. Um, Mahomes and Brady, as you mentioned, they did get the, they got the reps in the preseason. They also got the win. And week one, maybe we've cracked the code right here. <laughs> Just get some reps with your team. I mean, that's that's all that was. I mean, the Cardinals came out super rusty. You know, Produ- producer like- Adam, clip this clip right now. Make sure you bookmark it because this is what we got to share on social. We're geniuses. It's if you don't <laughs> practice in the preseason, that's what happens. You're going to be right? rusty week one. Yeah. Yep. Hundred percent. It makes sense, man. Uh, some other uh, coming up, uh, we have a special guest from the British Bird Gang. If you've not heard of the British Bird Gang, pretty cool. Tom, uh, uh, I'm going to butcher his last name. Tom from the British Bird Gang is what I'm going to call him. So uh, you're you're the American uh, Bird Gang. Yeah, I guess we're the American British. Bird Gang. But uh, yeah, there there's the Australian Bird Gang. I've is seen there the, really the Spain Bird Gang? Yeah, there there wow. are different groups okay. out there. And I think, you know, we'll get the the origin from Tom when we have him on later, but I'm pretty sure it, it all came to fruition when the NFL started taking games over there and, and fans over there just started yeah. picking teams. So we'll get that story a little bit later. But, you know, a couple of notes that I want to go into um, that, that I you know, some oversight on my part the other day um, was Greg Dortch. How about this one? He averaged 3.8 yards of separation on passes thrown his way in week one, obviously filling in that for that Rondell Moore role. Um, he was top 15 among pass catchers and directly behind, look at these names, Tyreek Hill and Justin Jefferson. What I've loved coming out of camp with Greg Dortch is not only does he almost catch everything, like I said in the recap show the other night, mm-hmm. but he gets open. I mean, it don't matter. He's he's a smaller guy, but he gets open. He gets that separation, and he also makes the catch. I, I mean, that's just things that you – that's what you beg of from receivers. Get open, I, make the catch. Where did this guy come from? I mean, like, that, that name, I mean, you know, I'm not like the uh, the Cardinals guru. I don't know the ins and outs and stuff like that. You know, I'm just kind of looking at it from a fan perspective and, and, and being a fan of the Cardinals. But, I mean, that name came out of nowhere uh, on uh, Sunday. Yeah, Greg came out of Wake Forest. Um, okay. That's where he went to college. But I, I know he's bounced around, and it, this is his second season, but he did bounce around a little bit, I believe, last year. He was uh, he accounted for, he was responsible of 39% of the team catches and 36% uh, of the total receiving yards. What are they going to do with him when, all they're, uh, when everybody's healthy? I think he's going to play. I, I think he's playing his way up the depth chart. I, I think yeah. uh, Rondell Moore needs to get healthy and quick. Uh, if he doesn't, he could see his job being taken. Uh, yeah. Rondell Moore over the past, I think it was four years that we had said uh, he just hasn't been healthy, whether it's here in the pros or in college. Um, just, just not the case. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Another couple of notes is five of seven of the 2021 NFC playoff teams had a rough home opener or had a rough opener. Let's say the Cardinals lost by 23 to the Chiefs. The Rams lost by 21 to the Bills. Packers by 16 to the Vikings, Cowboys by 16 to the Bucks, and the 49ers lost by nine to the Bears. So it it it's a quick way from the penthouse to the outhouse. Yeah, a certain, a certain uh, favorite uncle that you would like to have a drink with would say, uncle "Yeah." Bruce. And then and then a team nobody expected to win the Seahawks being number one in the NFC West right now, which which as well as the Seahawks played on Sunday, they are still nine point underdogs to the 49ers coming up this Sunday. Yeah, I, I did notice that. And let's get into that. The ESPN power rankings for the week, Gunner. Yeah. Um, you had those pulled up. So the Cardinals actually went down to 22nd. They were at 18. Mm. And the Niners went from seven to 12, which is actually pretty surprising when it comes to the Niners. Cause uh, I mean, I don't know if, if ESPN is, is seeing a lot of uh, hope from the bears, I guess, but yeah, the bears are for a lot of people think they're a pretty bad team. So to lose to the bears, I mean, but it was you, also, I mean, the rain, I mean, can you even I, count yeah. that game? That, that field was like a pool. I mean, it I, was so wet up there in Chicago. I count every game gunner. <laughs> I well, technically, yeah, you can count it. You have to count it, but I mean, it's, especially I don't know. when it comes to the, the Niners. Power rankings. Well, well, oh, yeah, Niners. with the Niners in the NFC West, but I, I think when it comes to the power rankings, you can't too, put too much weight on uh, the uh, the sloppy field that they were playing on in Chicago. So the Niners lost to the 25th ranked team, yeah. the Bears, and the Bears stayed at 25. So even with that win against the Niners, maybe ESPN is taking the the rain into the account because they didn't knock the Bears for that loss, or they didn't help the Bears in the power rankings because of that win. So that that's kind of interesting. Chargers, who uh, they beat the Raiders, right? That's who we got coming up this Sunday. They went yep. from eight to four. So. I think you've still seen a lot of the teams you kind of expect to still be up there, right? I mean, yeah. the Rams didn't drop that far. They went from three to five. So a lot of right. people are taking that as they just played a really good Bills team and, and you know, hence the loss. But, yeah. uh, you know, to me, power rankings are power rankings. The Cardinals every year, I mean, they've had years where they started nine and zero and they still couldn't get in that number one slot. So, mm-hmm. you know, depending where you look online. They are what they are, but uh, going into Sunday, the Cardinals opened up as uh, three-and-a-half-point dogs to the Raiders, which it has now increased to what, Gunner? What did you see today? Uh, it is five-and-a-half on FanDuel and six on some other apps. Wow. So they're almost a touchdown underdog to the Raiders, which is interesting. I mean, the uh, you know the Chargers beat them. Chargers are expected to be a good team. Well, what, what concerns me is why that big of movement, right? Yeah. What what has gotten out there? Is it the the note that Kingsbury made yesterday that they're going to test JJ Watt on Wednesday, but not sure if they'll get much out of him this week? Or does uh, it come? To, could it come down to the camaraderie? I mean, you saw what they said, and we talked about it on Sunday on the, after the game. You know, the uh, the team 
uh, calling out the coaches for not practicing hard enough. And Kingsbury, uh, Cliff Kingsbury, you know, he even said that he doesn't, uh, they're not practicing hard enough. I mean, is there going to be a little bit of turmoil in the, uh, the locker room after, you know, not meeting expectations in, in week number one? I mean, they didn't even come close to what everybody expected from the Cardinals in week number one. You know, the one thing I will say is it can always get worse. You look at the, and granted, we weren't in that game at all, but yeah. the Broncos, like we were talking about earlier, the, their their rookie, uh, rookie head coach going for it on that, uh, what was it, a uh, 64-yard field goal. Oh, my God. With, I yeah. believe their kicker is not made further than a, I think he's missed his last two tries at 62 yards. Well, Russell's explanation was they asked him like what, where he needed to be to be able to make a field goal. And that's, that's exactly where they were. So they trusted that he would be able to make it, which it had the distance. It just barely missed. But what shocks me is you have a quarterback like Russell Wilson and you take the ball out of his hands to give it to the field goal kicker. Well, my, my point of my point where I was going and where it can always get worse is that the head coach after that game had said, I would do it again. (laughs) <laughs> and so we have our coach saying we're yeah. not practicing hard enough, but granted, at least he's not saying, Oh, I would do a 64 yard field goal again. When I have uh, the, the third highest paid quarterback in the NFL on my roster. That well, of course, yeah, of course he's going to say, I do it again. I yeah, mean, I <laughs> but I mean, okay. But I don't know that coach and his decisions. I, yeah, that's a whole nother story. So going know. back to the, the Raiders, they fell from 13 to 17 in the power rankings. They're still favored by six uh, for this game, like we mentioned, which is very interesting. I, I mean, they're at home. It is their home opener. You know, they're going to get they're you know going to get up for this game. Mm-hmm. But um, you you would hope the Cardinals are going to make adjustments at this point. I mean, getting embarrassed, yeah. that punch in the mouth. Kyler Murray kind of said it. Sometimes you got to be punched in the mouth a little bit to get so going is, so. is that is that loss at the beginning of the season is it let me let me let me ask you this question the loss at the beginning of the season week one is it better to have it there than to go undefeated and have it at like you know three quarters of the way of the season when you're trying to go for an undefeated season i mean what what's better because i mean look at look at the uh uh week one you have everybody talking crap about you and will that get in your head and ruin you going into week you know into week two or uh, would you rather have that loss after going 15 and 0 trying to get that undefeated season and, and uh, getting punched in the face, you know, in week 15? You know, as I don't want to keep uh, citing Bruce Arians, our former head coach, um, especially as I continue to bash Cliff Kingsbury, but he used to say you can hurt, you can sure uh, learn a heck of, or, or he would say you can learn a hell of a lot from barely almost losing. Uh, just like you could from from actually losing, right? Like yeah. he said, a lot smoother than that. I'll tell you that. But he used to say, like, it, I like to win and, and learn something from almost losing versus actually losing. So, yeah. um, I you know, I I don't know the rhyme or, or reason there. And is it better to lose now than later? You know, I I do think when teams do go undefeated most of the year, and and if they don't get one of those losses to kind of figure out where their flaws are right. uh, that can hurt them but at the end of the day i just need the cardinals to look like a a real team on offense and on defense and and hopefully that's what they bounce back to this weekend we said it all last week the cardinals need to they need to rely on that offense and they weren't able to do that this past week i mean so going forward we can't wait six, seven weeks for this offense to get right. They can't wait for DeAndre Hopkins. And if they do, 
Like if this is all, oh, well, when Hop comes back week week seven, right? Mm-hmm. And then what did we fix this offseason then? Because all last year you were relying on DeAndre Hopkins. Like you needed him to perform on offense. And when he was gone, uh, when he got hurt last year, it was like, okay, our offense is in shambles. That's how much hop means to this offense. Well, you addressed that this offseason, you thought. So uh, they will need to get this in gear. When I look at the schedule moving forward, when you talk about the next few games, you got the Raiders followed by the Rams, followed by the Panthers. And then I believe, uh, I believe it's the Seahawks and then the Saints. So I would say this, going into those games, you need to be at least two and two here the next couple of weeks, right? You need to beat either the Raiders. And if you don't beat the Raiders, you better bounce back and beat the Rams. Now I'm going to be 0 and 2. Yeah, I'm thinking the Rams is your loss. So I'm really hoping that you can beat the Raiders here and then you should beat the Panthers. Uh, but again, everyone's paid to do a job, so you can't just count those as W's automatically. But I think you want to be three and three by the time Hop comes back. That's kind of the goal, right? If you could be five hundred, then then you can come out with Hop and and hopefully get things completely corrected and and start stacking wins at that point. But um, with that being said, let's welcome in our our guests uh, for this episode from the British Bird Gang, Tom. Tom, how you doing, bud? Hi there. Not too bad, thanks. I mean, even though the result wasn't that great this weekend, but you know, yeah. good to be on the show. Tom, what time is it right now in the uh, in the UK? It is twenty five past nine at night. At night. <laughs> yeah, and you guys, uh, how how are uh, with the queen losing the queen last week? I mean, things are still very somber over there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, for some people, it obviously means more than others, but you know. I'm a bit younger, so don't really care for royalty in that, but, you know, it's what it is. Uh, All right, yeah, back to football. So, Tom, Tom, you started what's called the British Bird Gang, and uh, pretty cool stuff. I I mean, seeing the fan base over there and what it's become over the last, I guess, decade of the NFL going over there and playing games. Can can you kind of talk to us about the origin of of how this all started and, and where we are today with the British Bird Gang? Yeah, so like you say, we've been going for about 10 years now since 2012. So, you know, it didn't really start off with much because, you know, the Arizona Cardinals aren't exactly a popular franchise over here. Like, likewise, in America, I think they're not one of the most supported, are they? Well, they're not so, one of the most supported here unless you're in Arizona. But yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah, so obviously, like, we're a niche audience. Like, obviously, American football in the UK is not exactly massive anyway, so... We're like just catering to like an even smaller minority of people who are like NFL fans. So happen to also be Arizona Cardinals fans. And you know, when I first started it about ten years ago, there wasn't that many of us, but steadily it's been growing over the years. And you know, here we are now still. How many would you say are in the uh, British Bird Gang? I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, like I say, we're not the most popular franchise over here. I think yeah. we're probably on at least actually, but it is what it is. You know, we got a good group going and, okay. you know, just keep growing. So what, what drew you to the Cardinals specifically, Tom? Uh, well, it was just really a case of back in, I played Madden a lot. No, oh, um, a little Madden. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't that great. I'm still not that good at it, to be honest. But like, they had like a create your own, like play a superstar mode. And my player got drafted to the Cardinals, so that happens to be why I chose him as my team. 
Okay, so you never, you haven't lived in Phoenix or or anything like that. No, no, I've not been yet. Okay, it's on All the right. list. No. Oh, you've never even been out here for a game yet. No, no. Wait, but I you mean, went it's to expensive. Well, yeah, you went to the game in 2016, though, right? When when I know you were very active around that time. Uh, I actually have the British Bird Gang shirt that you guys made in 16 when the Cardinals, uh, or not 16, I'm sorry, when that was 17, right? 2017, when the Cardinals played the Rams. Yeah, we like to forget about that one over here. Yeah, that was a, that was a rough game, rough game for sure. That was the yeah. David Johnson game where he broke his hand the the first uh, couple of minutes into the game. It was one where Carson Palmer went off with a broken arm. It was the last game of his career, wasn't it? We actually saw his last snaps, you know, but you know, we'd rather we didn't, obviously. Yeah. Wow. Um. Now, how does the NFL when you go to games out there? You know, the NFL does a great job of, of trying to bring a few games there every year. Um, how does it compare to going to, a, like, a football match? Yeah, I mean, it obviously, like, when it's the NFL game over here, you get, like, representatives from, like, all 32 teams. You know, like, fans just go and watch the game just because it's the NFL in the UK. And, I mean, like, you do get a lot of fans, like, supporting who they designate as their home team. But, you know... Sometimes you have, like, cheering when they shouldn't be cheering, you know. Like, it's completely different to, like, a football game because that's pretty much, like, go to a home match for any football team and it's, like, you'll find a lot more home supporters there being louder for their team than a few, like, away fans. But, like, in American football, it's just, like, a mix, isn't it? You know what I noticed going over there for the game was it was like going to a Pro Bowl right they, they've had the Pro Bowl out here in Arizona before the week before the Super Bowl and uh going over to that game in London uh it was interesting because exactly like you said walking around there was fans of every team like mixed jerseys everywhere even though it was the Rams and Cardinals playing it was you saw Dolphins jerseys you saw Patriots jerseys um you saw teams just every team at Cowboys you saw everybody it was it was very interesting to see there um now obviously brutal week one how are you feeling about this team after week one? And, I, and as I asked that question, I will say you got to follow the British Bird Gang on Twitter. Tom, it's just at British Bird Gang, correct? It is, yeah. 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 So, so Tom's a great follow on there. I, I mean, always throwing out some great nuggets and stats and info from a fan perspective. Obviously, this show for the fans, by the fans. But how are you feeling after week one? And, and what are your expectations for the season now after seeing them week one? Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those games you'd just like to forget about, really, isn't it? You know, I mean, we've had many of those over the years following the team. So this is just another one to add to the collection, really. You know? I mean, yeah. Was gonna be a, what do you think going forward? Be, yeah, going forward, you know, hopefully that's just like the bottom of the season. You know, like, it's clearly get better from here. At least that's what we hope anyway. 100%. Well, Tom, we appreciate you staying up late with us a little bit. I know I know it's later over there for when we're recording, but uh, we, we're glad you hopped on. Glad that you're spreading the Bird Gang and and the Red Sea over there on that side of the on that side of the world, and and would really uh, open invite to come to our tailgate at any time that you want to come out here to the stadium. We'd love to have you to a game. Um, with that being said, uh, shameless plugs. What, what do you got? Where should people follow you in addition to Twitter? Um, and get involved. And if people are listening in, in the UK or in London, like where, where should they go to participate? And do you guys do watch parties and all that? Uh, well, we haven't had that many really because, like I say, we're just a small bunch of fans. We're scattered all over the UK. You know, like 
We have fans in Wales. We have fans in Scotland. We have England. We have people yeah. overseas in Ireland. So, well, well, again, plug yourself real quick. Website. Yeah, I mean, we're on Facebook as well as Twitter. We obviously, as active on Facebook. We've got a good Facebook group though on there. Uh, yeah, you got a couple hundred, a couple hundred people in that Facebook group, right? Yeah, I mean. Obviously, Facebook, I'm not personally a fan of it as much as I am Twitter, so I spend more time on Twitter just tweeting out random garbage, you know. <laughs> the Brit- the British 0-1 gang, is that the name right now? I know you, ever last season, as the record changes, you-, you changed the name a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I changed it a bit earlier than the full-time whistle this past week, but you know, hopefully it's not <laughs> the case the rest of the season. Well, Tom, we appreciate you. We appreciate you expanding the fan base overseas. Um, and we'll catch up with you down the road. Thanks for uh, joining us. Yeah, hopefully we'll have a better game to talk about next time. 100%. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> who is the uh, the most popular team over there, Tyler? Who would you Who would you say? I mean, obviously he said, he said the Cardinals are kind of the, uh, the bottom of the list. I think it kind of goes along with like the trends of the NFL, right? Like yeah. right now, Josh Allen and the bills are real hot Mahomes and the chiefs. Like you look at teams like that. I think that's think Those about it. Wagoners over there. So when the Cardinals weren't, weren't here, right. Uh, who were the fans in Arizona of? They were the fans of the Cowboys, the Niners, uh, yeah. Washington at the time, because they were the ones always on TV. And I think that trickles to places like the UK where, Whoever they're seeing and whoever the top teams, whoever's on the cover of Madden, you just yeah. heard him. How he picked his team wasn't even because he liked like a Kyler Murray or a Carson Palmer at the time or yeah. Larry Gerald. It was his creative player in the story mode was drafted to the Cardinals. That's interesting. So, I, I would assume that it's like I, it would be like similar to, you know, like Alaska, right? The closest team is Seattle. So they root for Seattle. So who would the closest team be to the UK? probably an East coast team. Right. So I'd assume it would have been one of them, but I mean, it makes sense. You know, whoever's most populous jump on that bandwagon. You know? Yeah. hundred percent. And, and I will say he is very modest. If you check his yeah. Twitter, he's dialed in, he's nails on Twitter. I, I mean, how many, how many people, do, how many people do you think are in there? He didn't give us a number. I, I mean, I think his, yeah. his core base, when I've seen him interact, it's only probably like, you know, 25 or something yeah. like that. So it's which nothing is decent, in- which is decent for a, for an era yeah. of Cardinals, you know, a team like, you know, like, like you said, pretty much the only fans of the Cardinals are right here in, in Phoenix, you know? So over there, 25, it's not bad. Dude, I'll it's tell you right now, our, our bird gang here. Yeah. Um, and, and he's had some nice luck where the Cardinals have, have done a lot of interaction with him uh, on social media, but, his Twitter, he's got almost 5,800 people following him. That's more than we have, like almost. Like, yeah. that's gross. That uh, like what we have on out. our Instagram or our Facebook. It sounds like he's tweeting out more than random garbage. For having, no, it's, uh, it's, it's good stuff, man. I would definitely check out if you're not following him. I, I don't want to boost his following that much more. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, definitely, I would give him a follow. But as we come to wrap this week's show, though, Gunner, um, looking ahead, obviously, our next episode will drop Friday and we'll get into uh, our sports betting for the week. We'll have uh, Daniela uh, Camella. She was a former Cardinals cheerleader. She'll be one of our guests. And she's also a um, she's a she loves sports betting just like you, Gunner. So you two are going to hit it off. Great. Um, So she'll be on, but she'll also get to talk about Cardinals. She was actually a judge to help pick 
uh, this year's squad. So she'll get to talk about that process as well. Oh, this year's cheer, uh, Cardinal cheerleaders. Yeah, yeah. She was a judge to help pick that. And then our other guests will go behind enemy lines. Uh, Adrian Hernandez works uh, for the bet out in Las Vegas. Um, and and he'll be talking to us, giving us some insight about the Raiders. But um, I, I guess the dude who you're going to go on his podcast tomorrow or on. No, uh... no, that's a, that's a different show. But uh, oh, okay. He's actually worked with him locally here in Phoenix in radio for a few years. And and he um he's now in Vegas. He's dialed in. He's nails. He'll tell us all about the Raiders. Um, and with that being said, before we wrap, I, I mean, look ahead to this game. We did talk about, you know, the line changing. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how practice shakes out, right? I haven't seen a lot of notes from any practices come out yet. Um, but it will be interesting to see who's playing, who who got nicked up from the game this last week. Like Marco Wilson, they're saying it's not a big deal. But when you look at that cornerback room, we're, we're very light. So he did get hurt uh, towards the end of that game on Sunday. Will he be practicing? Will he be good to go? J.J. Watt, will he be good to go? Um, one thing I, I we didn't touch on that I, I will we'll finish this as my last note that I found pretty interesting. You know, the Cardinals' second-round pick, Trey McBride, best tight end of the draft, thought going into that game he was going to get a lot of run. He didn't play at all. He was inactive. Uh, and then our third-round pick, Mijah Sanders, pass rusher, he he didn't get any run either. He was inactive. So you look at these draft picks, and, and everyone had been saying, time's got to hit on these draft picks. Right. But it's very interesting. We traded away our first-round pick, and then our second and third-round pick didn't play. They were inactive. So – is that going to be a change going forward? Are we going to see them play in this Raiders game? Um, it'll be interesting. So I, like I have to. I mean, his strategy going into week one didn't work. Yeah, well, yeah, they're going to have to change something. So we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll watch uh, as notes come out, and, and we'll touch on all of that in our next episode uh, that will drop on Friday. Gunnar, tell um, me what to do. Subscribe wherever you eat your podcast and join us next time for a kickoff of the Valley.